Sound Pages is a literary series featuring resident artists in the Jack Straw Writers Program. This art won't hurt me. I've been through worse. <laughs> this art won't hurt me. I've been through worse. Very good. This program features the work of 2011 writer Catherine Whitcomb. Curator Susan Rich sat down with her in the studio. You spent time at a residency in France lately, and I know that you're planning on teaching in Budapest in the fall, and I wonder if you can talk at all about how travel influences your poetry, or if you believe it does. Well, I feel that we always gain a lot of, of insight and discovery when we get out of our normal comfort zones and we immerse ourselves in a culture that's not our own and and make ourselves uncomfortable with language or with lifestyle or with surroundings. And what was the most evocative and valuable for me was was being away from all the things that I knew and being able to assess what that meant to me. Over the years you've been writing, do you see any discernible relationship between who you've become as a person and the development of your work? Well, sometimes I think that I've created somebody I didn't think I would ever be. I didn't imagine myself moving all over the country, and I didn't imagine myself being solitary, and I think... My life as a poet has created that person, or I have created that person in order to write. What I like about that is that it just is another way of the world saying you you don't know what's going to happen. Now we'll hear a selection from Catherine's live reading. I'm going to read a bunch of new poems that I've written as a fellow, and give you an excerpt of a nonfiction piece that I worked on also. Uh, But first, I'm going to read a poem that I was inspired to write from being in France in October while they were having the boar hunt. (laughs) It's B-O-A-R, boar. And this is entitled A Poem Without a Boar. (laughs) A poem without a boar inside it is not very French. Like a gun on a school bus, a boar livens things up. I'm for Frencher everything. After snow yesterday, the sky broke apart and lulled us with light again. There's an unknown number on the cell phone screen, and still I'll answer. I mean, you know... Someone might be calling from my father's hospital bed. Or maybe the maitre d' has a table for me at Chez l'Ami Jean in Paris, after all. Once two light bulbs exploded on the weird electric chandelier in the dining room while I slept. And once the gendarmes evacuated the Eiffel Tower an hour after I wandered away down the Champ de Mars. Of course, that had nothing to do with me, but I cut my feet as I shivered there. And FEMA sometimes calls to explain the flood zone has changed. Now insurance rates are higher. A bomber hides in the crowd, maybe. 
Breaking glass sounds like glass breaking, especially from the other room. Why is the voice on the line never the right one? Like a hairy boar safe from the hunters? Or your dad healthy again and strong? This is a poem from the anthology. The poem, the title runs right into the poem. So I'll just start. Patty Smith speaks into my headphones as I row to nowhere, seat sliding on the machine at the gym. Outside, the early darkness reflects my own face back to me from the wall-sized window, my arms straining, legs cold in my shorts. I know people around me, but I'm lonely. Patty answers Terry Gross's questions slowly, interspersed with clips of songs. The start of winter stings. No more gliding years, I want to say. No more bad dreams. Each stretch and pull on the rower brings me around to the start, listening to another story of change, outliving love, how, again, how do we do this? Well, I do some experimental, it's an interdisciplinary writing, and I have a, an artist who lives in San Diego that I collaborate with on various projects. And one of them is an institutional wellness project uh, that is part of an art installation that he's done at some major museums. And um, I wrote this nonfiction piece that I also recorded here at Jack Straw Studios. And um, it's being issued as a retro cassette and MP3. Um, and it requires audience participation. So you guys, um, when you are prompted by me, you need to repeat the phrase, okay? Um, this is part four of my faux self-help recording, The Art Courage Program. And it'll make you feel better, so. Okay, so this is um, part four, Simple Meditations. If you find yourself anxious around art, try one or more of these meditations to soothe your negative art reactions. Say you have agreed to meet some friends for coffee, and unbeknownst to you, an emerging artist has installed a small exhibition of collages throughout the cafe. You may begin to feel nervous and start to laugh and point at the paintings. <laughs> you may have trouble breathing normally. Practice with me. <laughs> this art won't hurt me. I've been through worse. <laughs> this art won't hurt me. I've been through worse. Very good. You can feel safe in the presence of art. Let's try another one. You have met a wonderful woman with whom you would like to pursue a relationship. She has asked you to go with her to a poetry reading being held in a large gallery. 
The gallery is featuring a show of hanging sculpture made of accumulations of fabric or wire, and it is visible from any seat at the reading. You feel disoriented and you don't know what to say to her. Your mouth is dry and your hands have lost their feeling. You are afraid you are acting strangely. <laughs> Repeat with me. I've survived this art before. I'll survive art this time too. I'll survive art this time too. Good. Sometimes in order to be functioning members of society, to do our jobs, or to be present at important social gatherings, we have to enter a major museum. Occasionally, you might even have to attend an event surrounded by large-scale abstract art. You might be invited to your company's corporate headquarters in Chicago and be required to attend a social activity, including a concert at the Art Institute. There is a reception in the museum's contemporary wing. You must be brave. This meditation works well in situations where you must hold yourself together against great odds. Now repeat after me. This is just art, not reality. This is just art, not reality. Breathe deeply between each repetition. Let the impact of the phrase work inside of you. Think of the meditation as an action to release the tension you feel around art. Think of each breath as a unit of calmness, bringing you clarity and peace. I was talking about Ellensburg before, and there's nothing quite as small townish as breaking up with somebody in a small town, right? Yeah. And this is a prose poem, and the title is Poem Ending with a Line from Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. <laughs> this cowboy town is so small that if you step out onto your front porch, your insane colleague is sure to screech around the corner in her red minivan. Your star students will skulk past on their way home from a kegger, and your old boyfriend will roll by in his three-quarter ton pickup with its special Allison transmission kit you heard plenty about. <laughs> your old boyfriend is on his way to his new girlfriend's house. The bartender at the only bar in town is your former student, and you know the couple at the next table over because for five minutes you went to rotary lunches and gold buckle dances with the old boyfriend in his truck, and he knows everyone in town. Everyone in town sends you real estate info and asks how you are with pained expressions on their faces. Sometimes you imagine they are pained because your hair is dirty, or you, or you are at the red-faced end of a long run, and sometimes you just cannot hold a conversation because the whole previous hour you were crouched on the floor of your tub with a washcloth in your mouth. Sometimes you are in the Super One buying wilted chard after trying to call a friend who is not awake yet in her faraway city. Sometimes the faraway friend is on new medications and she cannot pick up the phone. You walk into the bar and your old boyfriend is there with his new girlfriend, or he is alone, 
and says something to you about the bookcase he dropped off at Goodwill and how it might be there if you still want it. And if this were the old, old West and not the new old West, <laughs> you would call him out onto Pearl Street. Then the radio ad reps and the real estate agents and the geography professors would put down their micro brews and come out on the boardwalk to watch. You would call him out for no other reason than he complained your cooking was too healthy. <laughs> Bullets fly. <laughs> Bleeding, you send a telegraph. He shot me once, stop, but I shot him twice. <laughs> Thank you. Sound Pages was produced by Jack Straw Productions as part of the Jack Straw Writers Program. The 2011 curator of this program is Susan Rich. Music performed by Lori Goldston and recorded as part of the Jack Straw Artists Support Program. Producer is Jenny Cecil Moore. Recording engineers are Mo Preventure, Tom Stiles, and C.J. Lazenby. Narrator is Alyssa Keene. And executive director of Jack Straw Productions is Joan Rabinowitz. The Jack Straw Writers Program is made possible with support from the City of Seattle Office of Arts and Cultural Affairs, Four Culture King County Lodging Tax Fund, Washington State Arts Commission, National Endowment for the Arts, the Paul G. Allen Family Foundation, Arts Fund, and individual contributors. All of the writers heard in this series are published in the Jack Straw Writers Anthology, available for purchase and featured online at jackstraw.org. Thank you for listening. Thank you.